5. Which attracted much attention. In 1876 she exhibited, after the tempest, the subject taken from the story of a poor woman who, having buried two sons, saw the body of her last boy washed ashore after a storm. This work was marvelously effective, and a great future as a sculptress was foretold for the Divine Sarah. At the Salon of 1878 she exhibited two portrait busts in bronze. This remarkable woman is a painter also, and exhibited a picture called La Jeune Fille et la Morte. One critic wrote of it, Sarah's picture shows very considerable feeling for color and more thought than the vast majority of modern paintings. The envious and evil speakers, who always want to say nasty things, pretend to trace in the picture very frequent touches of Alfred Stevens, who has been Sarah's master in painting, as Matthew Musnier was in sculpture. However that may be, Sarah has posed her figures admirably and her coloring is excellent. It is worthy of notice that, being as yet a comparative beginner, she has not attempted to give any expression to the features of the young girl over whose shoulder death is peeping. One of the numerous ephemeral journals which the young and old jeunesse of the Latin Quarter is constantly creating has made a very clever caricature of the picture in a sort of Pompeian style. Death is represented by the grinning figure of Coquelinane. The legend is, La jeune fille et la morte, or Coquelinane, presenting Sarah Bernhard the bill of costs of her fugue. In other words, Coquelin is death. Handing to Sarah the Undertaker's bill 300.000 francs for her civil burial at the Comédie Française, Badoun, Louise, this architect, whose maiden name was Blanchard, was born in Waterloo, New York, 1856. She studied drawing and architecture, and in 1881 opened an office, being the first woman architect in the United States. Since her marriage to Robert A. Badoun they have practiced their art together. Mrs. Bethune is the only woman holding a fellowship in the American Institute of Architects. No reply to circular. Beverage. Coon. Honorable mention in Paris twice. Born in Springfield, Illinois. Studied under William R. Donovan in New York. And under Rodin in Paris. Among her works are a statue called Rhodesia. Rough Rider Monument. A statue called Lashkire. Which belongs to Dr. Jameson. Busts of Cecil Rhodes. King Edward V.I.I. Grover Cleveland, Vice President Stevenson, Joseph Jefferson, Buffalo Bill, General Mahone, Hero of Mafaking, Thomas L. Johnson, and many others. Miss Beveridge was first noticed as an artist in this country in 1892, when her busts of ex-President Cleveland and Mr. Jefferson called favorable attention to her. In 1899 she married Charles Collin, and soon discovered that he had a living wife at the time of her marriage and obtained a divorce. Before she went to South Africa Miss Beveridge had executed several commissions for Cecil Rhodes and others living in that country. Her mother is now the Countess von Reed, her home being in Europe, where her daughter has spent much time. She has married the second time, an American, Mr. Branson, who resides at Johannesburg, in the Transvaal, B.I.F.F.I.N. Sarah, 1784-1850. It seems a curious fact that several persons born without arms and hands have become reputable artists. This miniature painter was one of these. Her first teacher, a man named Dukes, persuaded her to bind herself to live in his house and give her time to his service for some years. Later, when the Earl of Morton made her acquaintance, he proved to her that her engagement was not legally binding and wished her to give it up, but Miss Biffin was well treated by the Dukes and preferred to remain with them. The Earl of Morton, however, 
caused her to study under Mr. Craig, and she attained wonderful excellence in her miniatures. In 1821 the Duke of Sussex, on behalf of the Society of Arts, presented her with a prize medal for one of her pictures. She remained 16 years with the Dukes, and during this time never received more than five pounds a year. After leaving them she earned a comfortable income. She was patronized by George I.I.I. and his successors, and Queen Victoria and the Prince Consort were her generous patrons, as well as many other distinguished persons. After the death of the Earl of Morton she had no other friend to aid her in getting commissions or selling her finished pictures, and she moved to Liverpool. A small annuity was purchased for her, which, in addition to the few orders she received, supported her until her death at the age of 66. Her miniatures have been seen in loan collections in recent years. Her portrait of herself, on ivory, was exhibited in such a collection at South Kensington. Builders, Marie, family name Van Boss, born in Amsterdam, 1837, died in Wiesbaden, 1900, pupil of Van de Sandy Bacuizen, Bosdom, and Johannes W. Builders, settled in Osterbeck, and painted landscapes from views in the neighborhood. This artist was important and her works are admired especially by certain Dutch artists who are famous in all countries. These facts are well known to me from good authority, but I fail to find a list of her works or a record of their present position. The Ilionska, Anna, received the small gold medal at Berlin in 1891, and won distinguished recognition at other international exhibitions in Berlin and Munich by her portraits and figure studies. She was born in Warsaw in 1858 and died there in 1893. She studied in Paris, where she quickly became a favorite painter of aristocratic Russians and Poles. Her pictures are strong and of brilliant technique. Biondi, Nicola, born at Capua, 1866. This promising young Italian painter was a pupil of the Institute of Fine Arts in Naples. One of her pictures, called Una Partita, was exhibited at Naples and attracted much attention. It was purchased by Duke Martini. Another, Ultima Prova, was exhibited in Rome and favorably noticed. Blau, Tina, honorable mention in Paris, 1883, for her, Spring in the Prater, her, land party, is in the possession of the Emperor of Austria, and, in springtime, belongs to the Prince Regent of Bavaria. This talented landscape painter was born in Vienna, 1847. She was a pupil of Skifer in Vienna, and of W. Lindenschmidt in Munich. After traveling in Austria, Holland, and Italy, she followed her predilection for landscape, and chose her themes in great part from those countries. In 1884 she married Heinrich Lang, painter of battle scenes who died in 1891, and she now works alternately in Munich and Vienna. In 1890 she gave an exhibition of her pictures in Munich, they were thought to show great vigor of composition and color and much delicacy of artistic perception. Her foreign scenes, especially, are characterized by unusual local truth and color. Among her best works are, studies from the Prater in Vienna, Canal at Amsterdam, Harvest Day in Holland, The Arch of Titus in Rome, Street in Venice, and, Late Summer, Block, Madame, Elisa, Honorable Mention, 1894, Officer of Public Instruction, Commander of the Order of the Liberator, Chevalier of the Order of the Dragon of Anam, Born at Breslau. Silesia, 1848, pupil of Chapu, she first exhibited at the Salon of 1878, a medallion portrait of M. Bloch, this was followed by, Hope, 
the golden age, Virginius sacrificing his daughter, Moses receiving the tables of the law, etc. Madame, Bloch has made numerous portrait busts, among them being the kings of Spain and Portugal, Buffalo Bill, C. Flamaria, etc. At the Salon of the Artistes Francais, 1903, Madame, Bloch exhibited a portrait of Emperor Passy, member of the Institute, B.O.C.C.A.R.D.O. Lenazarbinh, Rome, no reply to circular, B.O.E.M.M., Aridia, a Hungarian artist, has been much talked of in Dresden, she certainly possesses distinguished talents, and is easily in the front rank of Dresden women artists, her gouache pictures dealing with Hungarian subjects, a village street, a peasant farm, a churchyard, exhibited at Dresden in 1892, were well drawn and full of sentiment but lacking in color sense and power, she works unevenly and seems pleased when she succeeds in setting a scene cleverly, she paints portraits also, mostly in pastel, which are spirited, but not especially good likenesses, what she can do in the way of color may be seen in her village street in winter, a picture of moderate size, in which the light is exquisite, unfortunately most of her painting is less admirable than this, B.O.I.S.S.O.N.A.S. Madame. Caroline Esoardini, honorable mention at the Salon of Lyon, 1897, member of the Exposition Permanent Amos de Beaux-Arts, Geneva, born in Geneva, pupil of the School of Fine Arts, Geneva, under Professor F. Gillett and Andy Ravel, this artist paints portraits principally, she has been successful, and her pictures are in Geneva, Lausanne, Vevey, Paris, Lyon, Marseilles, Dresden, Naples, etc. B.O.M.P.I.A. and I. Bataglia, C.L.E.L.I.A., born in Rome, 1847, pupil of her father, Roberto Bompiani, and of the professors in the Academy of St. Luke. The following pictures in watercolors have established her reputation as an artist, Confidential Communication, 1885, The Fortune Teller, 1887, A Public Copyist, 1888, and The Wooing, 1888, Van Juliette Madame, P.Y.R.L., born at Paris, sister of Rosa Bonheur, and a pupil of her father. Among her pictures are, a flock of geese, a flock of sheep lying down, and kindred subjects. The last named work was much remarked at the Salon of 1875. In 1878 she exhibited, The Pool, and, The Mother's Kiss. Madame, Pearl was associated with her famous sister in the conduct of the Free School of Design. Founded by Rosa Bonheur in 1849. Bonheur, Marie Rosalie, 1822-99. Member of Antwerp Institute, 1868. Salon Medals, 1845, 1848, 1845, she was taught drawing by her father, who, perceiving that she had unusual talent, permitted her to give up dressmaking, to which, much against her will, she had been apprenticed. From 1855 her fame was established, she was greatly appreciated, and her works competed for in England and the United States, as well as in European countries. Her chief merit is the actual truthfulness with which she represented animals. Her skies might be bettered in some cases the atmosphere of her pictures was sometimes open to question but her animals were anatomically perfect and handled with such virility as few men have excelled or even equaled. 
Her position as an artist is so established that no quoted opinions are needed when speaking of her. She was one of the most famous women of her century. Her home at By was near Fontainebleau, where she lived quietly, and for some years held gratuitous classes for drawing. She left, at her death, a collection of pictures, studies, etchings, etc. which were sold by auction in Paris soon after. Her plowing in the Nivernet, 1848, is in the Luxembourg Gallery. The Horse Fair, 1853, is seen in the National Gallery, London, in a replica, the original being in the United States, purchased by the late A.T. Stewart, her hay harvest in the Auvergne, 1855, is one of her most important works, after 1867 Mademoiselle, but her did not exhibit at the Salon until 1899, a few weeks before her death, one must pay a tribute to this artist as a good and generous woman. She founded the Free School of Design for Girls, and in 1849 took the direction of it and devoted much of her valuable time to its interests. How valuable an hour was to her we may understand when we remember that Homerton says, I have seen work of hers which, according to the price given, must have paid her a hundred pounds for each day's labor. The story of her life is of great interest, and can be but slightly sketched here. She was afoot betimes in the morning and often walked 10 or 12 miles and worked hard all day. The difficulty of reaching her models proved such a hindrance to her that she conceived the idea of visiting the abattoirs, where she could see animals living and dead and study their anatomy. It is not easy to imagine all the difficulties she encountered in doing this the many repulsive features of such places while the company of drovers and butchers made one of the disagreeables of her pursuits. Her love for the animals, too made it doubly hard for her to see them in the death agony and listen to their pitiful cries for freedom. In all this experience, however, she met no rude or unkind treatment. Her drawings won the admiration of the men who watched her make them and they treated her with respect. She pursued her studies in the same manner in the stables of the veterinary school at Alfort and in the Jardin de Plants. At other times she studied in the country the quiet grazing herds, and, though often mistaken for a boy on account of the dress she wore, she inspired only admiration for her simplicity and frankness of manner, while the graziers and horse dealers respectfully regarded her and wondered at her skill in picturing their favorite animals. Some very amusing stories might be told of her comical embarrassments in her country rambles, when she was determined to preserve her disguise and the pretty girls were equally determined to make love to her. Aside from all this laborious study of living animals, she obtained portions of dead creatures for dissection, also molds, casts, and illustrated anatomical books, and, in short, she left no means untried by which she could perfect herself in the specialty she had chosen. Her devotion to study and to the practice of her art was untiring, and only the most engrossing interest in it and an indomitable perseverance, supplemented and supported by a physically and morally healthful organization could have sustained the nervous strain of her life from the day when she was first allowed to follow her vocation to the time when she placed herself in the front rank of animal painters. A most charming picture is drawn of the life of the Bonner family in the years when Rosa was making her progressive steps. They lived in an humble house in the Rue Rumford. The father, Augustus, Isidore, and Rosa all working in the same studio. She had many birds and a pet sheep, as the apartment of the Bonners was on the sixth floor. This sheep lived on the leads, and from time to time Isidore bore him on his shoulders down all the stairs to the neighboring square, where the animal could browse on the real grass, 
and afterward be carried back by one of the devoted brothers of his mistress. They were very poor, but they were equally happy. At evening Rosa made small models or illustrations for books or albums, which the dealers readily bought, and by this means she added to the family store for needs or pleasures. In 1841, when Rosa was 19 years old, she first experienced the pleasures, doubts, and fears attendant upon a public exhibition of one's work. Two small pictures, called Goats and Sheep and Two Rabbits, were hung at the salon and were appraised by critics and connoisseurs. The next year she sent three others, animals in a pasture, a cow lying in a meadow, and a horse for sale. She continued to send pictures to the salon and to some exhibitions in other cities, and received several bronze and silver medals. In 1845 she sent twelve works to the salon, accompanied by those of her father and her brother Augustus, who was admitted that year for the first time. In 1848 Isidore was added to the list, exhibiting a picture and a group in marble, both representing a combat between a lioness and an African horseman, and, finally, the family contributions were completed when Juliet, now Madame Pearl, added her pictures and the works of the five artists were seen in the same exhibition. In 1849 Rosa Ken Loxon was awarded the gold medal, and was followed by plowing in the Nidernet, so well known the world over by engravings and photographs. When the medal was assigned her, Horace Verne proclaimed her triumph to a brilliant assemblage, and also presented to her a magnificent vase of Sèvres porcelain, in the name of the French government. This placed her in the first rank of living artists and the triumph was of double value to her on account of the happiness it afforded her father, to see this, his oldest child, of whose future he had often despaired, taking so eminent a place in the artistic world, this year of success was also a year of sorrow, for before its end the old Raymond had died, he had been for some time the director of the government school of design for girls, and, being freed from pecuniary anxiety, he had worked with new courage and hope, after her father's death Rosa Bonner exhibited nothing for two years, but in 1853 she brought out her horse fair, which added to her fame. She was perfectly at home in the mountains, and spent much time in the huts of charcoal burners, huntsmen, or woodcutters, contented with the food they could give her and happy in her study. Thus she made her sketches for morning in the highlands, the denizens of the mountains, etc., she once lived six weeks with her party on the Spanish side of the Pyrenees, where they saw no one save muleteers going and coming, with their long lines of loaded mules. Their only food was frogs' legs, which they prepared themselves, and the black bread and curdled milk which the country afforded. At evening the muleteers would amuse the strangers by dancing the national dances, and then repose in picturesque groups just suited to artistic sketching, in Scotland and in Switzerland as well as in various portions of her own country, she had similar experiences, and her haymaking in Auvergne proves that she was familiar with the more usual phases of country life. At the Noel Sale in London, in 1865, her picture of Spanish muleteers crossing the Pyrenees, one of the results of the above sojourn in these mountains, sold for 2,000 guineas, about $10,000. I believe that, in spite of the large sums of money that she received, her habitual generosity and indifference to wealth prevented her amassing a large fortune, but her fame as an artist and her womanly virtues brought the rewards which she valued above anything that wealth could bestow such rewards as will endure through centuries and surround the name of Rosa Bonheur with glory.
rewards which she untiringly labored to attain. Bonfall, Elizabeth F. First Toppin Prize, and Mary Smith Prize twice, at Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts, member of Plastic Club, Philadelphia, born at Philadelphia, studied at the above-named Academy and in Paris, also at the Drexel Institute, Philadelphia, under Aikens, Courtois, Colin, and Howard Pyle. Miss Bonsall is well known for her pictures of cats. She illustrated the Fireside Sphinx by Agnes Replier. Her picture of hot milk is in the Pennsylvania Academy, her suspense, in a private gallery in New York. An interesting chapter in Miss Winslow's book, Concerning Cats, is called Concerning Cat Artists, in which she writes, Elizabeth Bonsall is a young American artist who has exhibited some good cat pictures and whose work promises to make her famous someday if she does not weary in well-doing. Miss Bonsall has prepared a cat calendar and a child's book about cats, which were promised to appear in the autumn of 1903. Bonsall, Mary Ann, first top and prize at Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts, member of the Plastic Club, Philadelphia, studied at Above Academy under Von Opp, D. Camp, William Chase, and Cecilia Bose. This artist paints portraits which are in private hands, Bond, Paula, born in Magdeburg, 1840, and from 1862 to 1864 was a pupil of Popper in Berlin, she traveled and studied in northern Italy and Switzerland, and from these regions, as well as from northern Germany, took her subjects, she has exhibited pictures at various exhibitions, and among her best works should be mentioned, the beach at Clovelly in Devonshire, from the Bernese Oberland, the Riemenstalden Valley, etc. Beodini, Elizabeth, born in Cambridge, Miss Boot was one of those pupils of William M. Hunt to whom he imparted a wonderful artistic enthusiasm, energy, and devotion. After studying in Boston she studied in Paris under Duvenic whom she afterward married and under Couture. Her subjects were genre, still life, and flowers, and were well considered. Among her genre pictures are, an old man reading, an old Roman peasant and a girl with a cat. When in Italy she painted a number of portraits, which were successful. Miss Brewster, who lived in Rome, was an excellent critic, and she wrote, I must say a few words about a studio I have lately visited Miss Boots. I saw there three very fine portraits, remarkable for strength and character, as well as rich coloring, one of Mr. Boot, one of Bishop Say, and the third of Theodolphus Trollope, the well-known writer and brother of the novelist. Anthony Trollope, all are good likenesses and are painted with vigor and skill, but the one of Mr. Trollope is especially clever. Trollope's head and face, though a good study, are not easy to paint, but Miss Boot has succeeded to perfection. His head and beard are very fine, the face in nature, but for the melancholy, kindly look about the eyes and mouth, would be stern. Miss Boot has caught this expression and yet retained all the firm character of the countenance. It is remarkable that an artist who paints male heads with such a vigorous character should also give to flowers softness, transparency, and grace. Nothing can be more lovely than Miss Boot's flower studies. She has some delicious poppies among wheat, lilies, thistles. She gets a transparency into these works that is not facile in oil. A bunch of roses in a vase was as tender and round and soft-colored as in nature. Among all the many studios of Rome I do not know a more attractive one than Miss Boots. Biordiolan, Rosa, born at Treviso. She was placed in the academy at Venice by her family, where she had the benefit of such masters as Cridoletti, 
Liparini, Schiavoni, and Zandomanaghi. She early showed much originality, and after making thorough preliminary studies she began to follow her own ideas. She was of a mystical and contemplative turn of mind, and a great proportion of her work has been of a religious nature. Her pictures began to attract attention about 1847, and she had many commissions for altar pieces and similar work. The Church of Padagodon, at Venice, contains San Vinanziano Fortunatus, Bishop. St. Louis was painted as a commission of Brandlin D.A. Pive, Co-Justinian replying to Bonaparte in Treviso, was a subscription picture presented to Signor Saccoletto. Portraits of the Countess Canossa Portlupi and her son, of Luigi Codemo, and of Luigi Giacomelli are thought to possess great merit, while those of Dr. Pasquale in the picture gallery at Treviso and Michelangelo Codemo have been judged superior to those of Rosalba Carriera and Angelica Kaufman. Her sacred pictures strong and good in color, are full of a mystical and spiritual beauty. Her drawing is admirable and her treatment of detail highly finished. Bioarziano, Leopoldina, Milanese watercolor painter, has shown excellent genre pictures at various exhibitions. The Holiday and the Return from S. were both exhibited and sold at Rome in 1883. The Way to Calvary was seen at Venice in 1887. The Rosary, Anguish and, going to the fountain, are all distinguished by good color as well as by grace and originality of composition. B-O-U-G-U-E-R-E-A-U, Madame, Elizabeth Jane, C. Gardner, Bollinger, Madame, Marie Elizabeth, medals at the Paris Salon in 1836 and 1839, born in Paris, 1810, her family name was Blavat, and after the death of M. Bollinger she married M. Cave, director of the Academy of the Beaux-Arts. Her picture of The Virgin in Tears is in the Museum of Rouen, and The Children's Tournament, a triptych, was purchased by the government. Madame, Jean, Medal of the Second Class at Exposition Universelle at Lyon, Silver Medal at Versailles, Honorable Mention at Paris Salon, 1896, The Two Prizes of the Union de Femmes Painters et Sculptors La Palmas Academic, 1895. The Rosette of an Officer of the Public Instruction in 1902. Member of the Société d'Artistes Français. Of the Union des Femmes Painters et Sculptors. And of the Association de Baron Taylor. Born at Paris. 1870. Pupil of Ferdinand Humbert and G.C. St. Pierre. This artist paints portraits. And among them are those of a young girl. Which belongs to the General Council of the same. One of the Senator Theophile Russell. Of the Institute and a portrait of an aged lady, both purchased by the government, one of M. Auguste Boyer, counselor of the Court of Cassation, and many others, at the Salon d'Artistes Francais, 1902. Madame, Marie Andermay exhibited two portraits, one being that of her mother, in 1903, that of M. Boyer and one of Madame, B. Bowen, Lotus, member of Society of Women Artists, London, the Tempera Society, and the 91 Art Club. Born at Armley, Yorkshire. Studied in Ludovici Studio, London, later in Rome under Santoro, and in the night classes of the Circolo Artistico. Her pictures are principally landscapes, and are chiefly in private collections in England. Among the most important are on the Venetian lagoons, Old Stone Pines, Ligo, Venice, Evening on Lake Lugano, Evening Glow on the Dolomites, The Old Bird Fancier, Moonrise on Crowborough, Sussex. All these have been exhibited at the Academy.
Miss Lodebowen constantly receives most favorable notices of her works in magazines and journals. She is devotedly fond of her art, and has sought subjects for her brush in many European byways, as well as in North Africa, Turkey, and Montenegro. She paints portraits and figure subjects, has a broad, swinging brush and great love of tone. Miss Bowen has recently built a studio, in Kensington, after her own design. She is in London from Christmas time to August, when she makes an annual journey for sketching. Biozeziano, Candida Luigia, Silver Medal at Piacenza, born at Piacenza, 1853, pupil of her father. Her portrait of Alessandro Manzoni was her prize picture. The Madonna of the Sacred Heart of Jesus was painted on a commission from the Bishop of Piacenza, who presented it to Pope Pius IX. After being exhibited at the Vatican, it was sent to the Bishop of Gizzi, for the Church of Castelplanio. Other celebrated works of hers are a Holy Family, the Madonna of Lourdes, and several copies of the Via Crucis, by Vigamani. In 1881 this artist entered the Ursuline convent at Piacenza, where she continues to paint religious pictures. Bracken, Julia M., first prize for sculpture, Chicago, 1898, appointed on staff of sculptors for the St. Louis Exposition, member of Arts Club, Western Society of Artists, Municipal Art League, and Crail Workshop, Chicago, born at Apple River, Hill, 1871, pupil of Chicago Art Institute. Acted as assistant to Lorado Taft, 1887-92, was much occupied with the decorations for the Columbian Exposition, and executed on an independent commission the statue of Illinois welcoming the nations. There are to be five portrait statues placed in front of the educational building at St. Louis, each to be executed by a well-known artist. One of these is to be the work of Miss Bracken, who is the only woman among them. Miss Bracken has modeled in heroic portrait statue of President Monroe, beside the figure is a globe, on which he points out the junction of the Mississippi and Missouri rivers. No reply to circular. B-R-A-C-Q-U-E-M-O-N-D. Madame. Marie. Pupil of Angra. A portrait painter. Also painter of genre subjects. At the Salon of 1875 she exhibited the reading, in 1874, Marguerite. She has been much occupied in the decoration of the Hevelin Fiance, a branch of these works, at Otoy, being at one time in charge of her husband, Felix Brackman. In 1872 Meters Brackman was esteemed the first ceramic artist in France. An eminent French critic said of M. and Madame Brackman, you cannot praise too highly these two artists, who are as agreeable and as clever as they are talented and esteemed, Madame. Brackman had the faculty of employing the fiance colors so well that she produced a clearness and richness not attained by other artists. The progress made in the Hevelin fiance in the 70s was very largely due to Madame Brackman, whose pieces were almost always sold from the atelier before being fired. So great was her success. Brandeis, A and Many prizes at the Academy of Venice. Born of Bohemian parents in Miskova, Galitza, 1849. Pupil of Yavirk, of Prague, in the beginning of her studies, but her father dying and her mother marrying again, she was taken to Venice, where she studied in the academy several years under Grigoletti, Moja, Brezolin, Nunai, and Malmenti. Although all her artistic training was received in Italy and she made her first successes there, most of her works have been exhibited in London, under the impression that she was better understood in England.
annoyed by the commendation of her pictures, as the work of a woman, she signed a number of her canvases Antonio Brandeis, although she painted religious subjects for churches, her special predilection is for views of Venice, preferably those in which the gondola appears, she has studied these in their every detail, Il Canale Tratto di San Jeremia, is in the Museum Revoltale at Trieste, this and Il Canale della Basia della Misericordia, have been much commended by foreign critics, especially the English and Austrians. Other Venetian pictures are, Lopez della Salute, Il Canale di Canal Rojo, and, Lopez Perea, Breslau, Louisa Catherine, Gold Medal at Paris Exposition, 1889, Gold Medal at Paris Exposition, 1900, Chevalier of the Legion of Honor, 1901, Member of the Société Nationale de Beaux-Arts, a Swiss artist, who made her studies at the Julian Academy under Robert Fleury. She has painted many portraits. Her picture, under the apple tree, is in the museum at Lausanne, the little girls, or, the sisters, and the child dreamer, exhibited at Salon. 1902 or in the gallery of the Luxembourg, the Gannons, in the museum at Carpentras, the Tea Party, at the Ministry of the Interior, Paris, at the Salon of 1902 Mademoiselle, Breslau exhibited six pictures, among which were landscapes, two representing September and October at St. Cloud, two of fruit and flowers, all of which were admired, while the dreamer was honored with a place in the Luxembourg. In the same salon she exhibited six pictures in pastel, four portraits, and heads of a gamin and of a little girl. The portrait of Margaret is an ideal picture of a happy child, seated at a table, resting her head on her left hand while with the right she turns the leaves of a book. A toy chicken and a doll are on the table beside her. In the salon of 1903 she exhibited five pictures of flowers and another called the child with long hair. I was F.I.